Welcome to the Nintendo Power Zone. We are a video cast slash podcast dedicated to bringing you the best Nintendo-related topics. As always, I am your host, Nice Winani, and joining me today are Jaden and uh, Blues. And guys, we have an amazing show today. So I want to start by saying this. Mario is an icon of the video game industry. He may, in fact, be the most important video game character of all time. And with that, he has proven himself to be the most malleable. From 2D platforming, kart racing, party, and sports games, Mario is the everyman of the video game industry and has become beloved. In 1996, Mario made the transition into 3D, a brilliantly open world Mario 64. What Mario 64 did so well was that it took all the elements of the 2D platformer and found a way to seamlessly do all of those things that it does in a 3D space, but it also allowed Mario a new sense of freedom as he was allowed to explore more than ever. And couple that with brilliant level design and a whole new set of skills for the famous plumber and you end up with one of the, one of the most beloved games of all time. Since then, Mario's had a few 3D outings, but none as beloved as Mario 64. But that doesn't mean the games were bad. They were brilliant as well. They just didn't achieve the heights that Mario 64 had. But now Mario's latest 3D outing is upon us, Super Mario Odyssey, and that game is an instant game of the year contender. Not only that, but it's the second highest rated game of 2017 tying Zelda's Breath of the Wild. Today on the Nintendo Power Zone, we're going to deep dive Super Mario Odyssey. But first, guys, how y'all doing today? Doing all right. Doing okay myself. Uh, Life's good so far. I don't know. I've got to confess. (laughs) Uh, I still haven't even finished Odyssey. I've been catching up, but uh, I've been enjoying every second. So I is... actually have not finished it either. Um, I've been just going around, messing around a lot more than I really should have. Um, I think right now I'm just beat the Seaside Kingdom. <laughs> I spent way too much time in New Donk. I spent way too much Seaside. I messed around a lot. I-, I spent way too much time in a lot of the kingdoms. I like the dinosaur, the uh, the falls, whatever that one was. See, yeah. I personally just beat the darker side of the moon this morning, mm-hmm. uh, which is the like last section of the game, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just because I got I got so happy once I got to you know the secret kingdom, which mm-hmm. we'll discuss in our spoiler cast. But before we do any of all that, I'm glad you guys are doing good. But let's go ahead and slide into the Nintendo news report. So we got three fun stories today. Mm-hmm. These stories are things I'm actually kind of looking forward to. Well, I'm looking forward to two of these things. Uh, when we get to the last one, we'll talk about my <laughs> disappointment. But let's start with this one. First, the Super Mario movie is being worked on at Universal Studios, and it's supposedly going to be animated by Illumination, who make the Despicable Minion movies. Uh, yeah, Despicable Me, the Minions. Uh, I think last mm-hmm. year they did Sing. This is This is kind of a hot-button topic because... You know that Nintendo has a deal with Universal Studios to bring Nintendo characters to the theme park. That may have somewhat influenced the uh, the movie deal, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we even get into all of that, can we all talk about the last time a Super Mario movie was made? Because I was a kid, like a youngin, when that I movie came born. out. <laughs> when was I've that? Was that like... But I, I didn't. I wasn't there when it was a Matt, thing. I was believe that, it was 1992. Yeah, no, I was too young to even watch that. Well, okay, shit, well, I, I have... Four? I've never actually seen it. Okay, I have seen it. And um, <clears throat> I think it's safe to say that that's where the trend of bad video game movies has... You know, I think that's where it began. It that is like... Yeah, that was like the first 
bad video game movie. And when I mean bad, it's bad. Uh, it had good actors too. That's the thing. I mean, you look at the cast and you see, you know, Dennis Hopper as a uh, Bowser. You see uh, John Leguizamo as Luigi. Uh, rest in peace, Bob Hoskins as Mario. Now, I love Bob Hoskins because I'm an 80s baby, so I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I actually love some oh, of the yeah. stuff he was doing in the later half of his career, uh, like that movie Unleashed he did with Jet Li. He made an awesome bad guy. Oh, uh, the guy, the guy that. had a, yeah, he had a great career, like, huh. and Mario, the Mario movie, the Mario Bros. movie was so bad that I, that it hurt a lot of these actors. Um, it's a bad <clears throat> movie and you have to hope that the long gap between movies means that Nintendo may have learned, uh, from their first outing because it wasn't a good look. That first movie was really really bad almost to the point where it's kind of like one of those movies that's so bad you kind of have to watch it mm-hmm. i have seen it up on youtube so if you guys ever get a chance you should watch that it's uh, on my list <laughs> but, but now that we're here uh in 2017 illumination again we, we've talked about the track record of movies they've had personally how do you guys feel about the movies that they've made i mean despicable me obviously that first movie i think that was a great movie with a great mm-hmm. soundtrack and it was a fun fun movie yes uh but everything that has come out since has really like been on the lower end of the spectrum like pretty not horrible movies but you know not by any stretch of the imagination good movies Uh, they even kind of messed up the despicable me franchise uh by branching the minions out into their own film so how do you guys feel about about this this news um so I have high hopes. I feel like Illumination is probably one of the better studios to sort of get the rights to Mario for a film because I know it's not like Illumination, but look at if the big problems, I feel like just loaning out your IPs and anything that's not your own video game. Uh, we've seen like with your first Mario Bros. movie, which was also a, it was very early on into what we could do with Mario, what we could do with movies, etc. Um, so there's a better understanding of Mario now, which I think is very important. <clears throat> But looking at a movie like Wreck-It Ralph for a second, um, it didn't follow existing video game that should have a plot structured something or other. Like the big problem with a lot of video game movies is that they have to follow the narrative of the video game itself, blah, 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 blah. Wreck-It Ralph was its own story set in a multiverse, you could call it, of video games. Um, But they did it right by creating original stories using unoriginal characters for cameos mostly. And whatnot, but I feel like looking at how Ragged Ralph did what it did best, a studio like Illumination, I feel like could learn a lot from that, and I feel like they're capable of it. In terms of why Illumination's a good studio, they're very kid friendly, which I think is good. Definitely really good, actually, because you can't have like PG 13 Mario, it, it wouldn't fly. So I think they're gonna do a great job making it kid friendly. I hope they don't make it too kid-friendly i feel like that would be a downfall to some end i'm not sure casting choices but charles martinet needs to voice mario and all their oh, other yeah. actors voices. Definitely. Um, if they go plot? with any other actor besides martinet i no. think we're gonna see one a situation like what recently happened to ea oh. yeah, we're gonna see we're gonna, gonna see fan outcry yeah we're gonna probably. see have to see though because hollywood has different levels of clout True. so they do have the option to basically give everyone the finger and uh, and pursue it anyway as stupid as that well, would be. 
But that I mean, actually makes me wonder because Nintendo <laughs> is so controlling of their yeah, IP. They might you think so you have to use this voice actor. Yeah, I think that would be something they do, especially after all the other times they've loaned out their franchises for TV shows, other video games, and movies. Yeah, now that that could be an interesting point there. I think they're going to uh, put a lot of restrictions on it to make it. You can't just have liberty with our characters in our world. I ho- I'm, I have mixed feelings about this movie. On the one hand, I think Illumination has great animation. I think their mm-hmm. animation techniques are really yeah. good. It's and would mesh. They are probably the studio that would mesh well, the best with Mario's art style. But on the flip side, you brought up Wreck-It Ralph, and I think that may be the only way that a video game movie can actually work, is if you center the universe around an IP that doesn't actually exist, and then you bring in these, you know, major players like Mario. Like, Wreck-It Ralph did great by adding bowser you know the pac-man ghost sonic the hedgehog and even zangief mm-hmm. they did a great job of doing these things but i don't i think that's how this is going to work i think that's the best way to make a video game movie i think using you know original ip <clears throat> might not be the best way to go and to be honest i don't know if mario is necessarily the best character to make a film about because if we're being honest the mario story hasn't changed in over 30 years it's say, the princess, it's princess. Beat bowser I could see the movie doing well if they do it like this grand quest in a sense like Mario Odyssey style where Mario travels from kingdom to kingdom and does what he has to do in each kingdom before he can move on. But I don't necessarily know how long the Mario movie can actually be to accommodate something like that. And I don't want to see like a to be continued at the end of, you know, the first movie. It's yeah. okay to set up a next, set up the next movie, but to just end, oh, I just beat the snow kingdom. It'll be continued. If they end like that, that. That's the <laughs> well, you know what? I don't think we have to worry too much about that so far because A, it's not in control of Disney, and B, J.J. Abrams isn't directing it, so we, sh- <laughs> we, we shouldn't have to worry about that yet. The studio, I don't think they're big enough that they're going to give Nintendo any flack, so I mean, mm-hmm. I would be concerned if it was a bigger studio like Pixar because there could Probably. be um, some conflict uh, between studio heads and Nintendo heads, but uh, yeah. I mean, in, in general, though, when it comes to films, you know, especially when you have the kind of strict 90-minute rule that most films seem to still kind of follow, sometimes mm-hmm. simple is better, True. just in terms of storytelling. So it, it could, if, as long as they have a good, well-thought-out simple story, that could also work for Mario, too. I now, what's like important Mario's to... story is simple enough that they could throw too many creative liberties into it and screw it up. Yeah. But food for thought, what if they meant more of a Sunshine, Super Mario Sunshine storytelling route, where uh, Sunshine had a pretty elaborate story for a Mario game with the Shadow Mario, uh, Mario getting thrown into jail on this foreign island with these new race of creatures, etc. Um, paint splattered everywhere, and then the whole Bowser Jr. reveal, blah, blah, blah. That's pretty elaborate for Mario. I feel like they could get away with something along lines of Sunshine if they want. See, for the first film in like 20 years, though, I have this scary suspicion that they want to do the comic book movie route and start with an origin. Ooh. I think oh, yeah, that'd be kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mario's origin has kind of been pretty malleable in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, at one point, he was a plumber from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they later retconned that and said, you know, He's a baby that was delivered directly to the Mushroom Kingdom uh, and then went on an adventure to save his twin brother Luigi uh, mm-hmm. with Yoshi as their 
course. I mean, yeah. Mars, even Mars' origin is kind of muddled. So it's kind of weird to think how they would do an origin, but I have a feeling that they might want to go the origin route. Uh, as far as casting is concerned, we've already said it needs to be Charles Martinet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the thing that is important in my eyes is that we, the rest of the voice cast, because you know they're going to recast everybody else. They need to get timeless voice actors, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, like when I, you know, think, you know, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Or, or even Mickey Mouse. Like you see those characters, even though different actors have portrayed the character, I mean, they always go back to the basis that Walt Disney had for Mickey Mouse. They use that as their emphasis. We haven't heard no baritone Mickey Mouse ever. No. You know, Mickey Mouse isn't going to, hey, Minnie. You know? <laughs> that would be super funny. God. Okay. There, what if Bowser actually, like, spoke? <clears throat> then we'd be back in Mario Sunshine. True. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I yeah. Hmm. No. Now, I just, I just hope that Illumination doesn't, you know, go crazy and see, you know, throw everything against the wall just to see what sticks. I hope Nintendo exerts a lot of creative control. In fact, I kind of hope that Miyamoto mm-hmm. is very heavily involved in the direction of this movie because i mean obviously mario is you know his character he he is the best person to understand who mario is what mario can do i definitely don't want to see like a what was that horrible dragon ball movie that came out a couple years oh i don't know who directed that it was dreadful yeah but it was yeah where they basically you know they brought akira toriyama you know on as an executive producer and then basically paid him to leave yeah Uh, i don't want to see that happen well i don't know illuminations the people on there's um affiliation or feelings about nintendo games but i feel like if the people over at illumination are like super big mario nerds and and, then all the mario they love it they grew up with it etc I feel like there's a high chance that it's like they're going to do it justice. They're going to have all the Easter eggs. They're going to do do it really well. So I feel like it comes back to who's making the movie on a personal level. Their involvement with Mario, I feel like that'd be important. Yeah, it'll all yeah. come down to top execs like producers. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you have a bad producer, it can really change the direction of a film. Well, so, it's not even if the producer's good or bad. I feel like it's how they view Mario at that point. Because, like, yeah. I feel like people who get rights to franchises that are nostalgic, if they have that connection to the nostalgic franchise, they usually do a better job. I, uh, I got a comment from Rikaku, who, uh, the Scarecrow, who says, also, no Minions, Mario Minions crossovers. We already have Mario plus Rabbids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, uh, that's a good point. My friends always compare Rabbids and Minions a lot. It's like the Minion Banana is the Toilet Plunger. They're both annoying. They're both crazy weird. Well, they're almost interchangeable. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, weird, they're yeah. obnoxious, and they make fart jokes. Yeah. So, yeah, basically. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, fingers crossed that this isn't a bad movie. Uh, I would like to, you know, to wait for the first trailer before I make any true judgments. Uh, I just... Definitely. I just really, I have this sneaking suspicion that they're going to start the trailer off, and you're going to hear T-Pain is all I do is win right off the bat. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, so this is where we're going. This is how we're marketing the movie. That would be dreadful. All right. All right, but let's, okay, on to, on to more tasty topics. So yesterday, 
there was a leak, a very strange leak, but uh, it's one that kind of made me a little happy. So there is going to be supposedly, allegedly, a Super Mario cereal with marshmallows and star bits. And what is kind of really exciting about all of this is that allegedly the box is an amiibo. No, yeah, I saw that thing about the the box being the um, amiibo, and I'm curious to see how that's going to work. It's I'm kind of surprised because I didn't think putting little microchips into into cardboard boxes for the cereal boxes became this affordable. So I wonder if that's the route they're going to take, or if they're going to do something else like QR codes or some such such thing. From I have seen what they're doing lately with NFC and they're basically making them into stickers uh, and you can buy these stickers and program them yourself to like they're selling them on Amazon <clears throat> actually a pretty cool concept uh, what's interesting about all of this is, is this isn't the first time Nintendo's had a cereal they've they obviously had the, the Nintendo Entertainment cereal uh, which was two cereals in one so it was basically one box of cereal with two bags right now mm-hmm. they were skinny bags that if you put them together, it'd be just one regular size bag of cereal. But there was one side of the cereal was Mario. And the other side of the cereal was The Legend of Zelda. And uh, when you edit this edit episode, I really hope you edit that old commercial into this video. It's fantastic that like it's it's just it's cool. This is like a throwback product, which makes mm-hmm. me happy. It's been a long Definitely. time since Mario had a cereal. And while I'm not the biggest fan of cereals like Lucky Charms, I'm definitely going to pick up a box of this cereal just because I kind of want to try it. And mm-hmm. the box is an amiibo, so I definitely want to see how that works. And this is this is really cool. I like I like this new Nintendo that we're seeing this Nintendo that isn't scared to say, let's make a theme park, let's make a movie, let's make freaking cereal again. We haven't done this in like 20-something years. Let's make freaking cereal. I'm on board for this. Let's keep it up, Nintendo. Let's not forget about the fact that... Oh, yeah, the Pokemon Mac and Cheese. That was... You know, (laughs) what I I think is so great about this is it's like, it's the 90s all over again. And that's that's fantastic. It makes the kid inside me uh, really pleased. But, I mean... The other thing that we we need to mention that Nintendo's been taking a um, a a, uh, a leap of faith with, or not a leap of faith, but a, a risk with, is that in a lot of the titles in the past year, they're like, "Hey, let's let's throw some thick waifu materials in their games." Oh yeah, Twin Tail like, is my Twin Tail. Oh, uh, Twin Tail. Zelda design. Oh, yeah, wow. I mean, Princess Zelda. She's like, whoa. Well, I mean, you know, uh, it, I know it's a, it's, it's an internet in meme, but uh, like, you know, there's that there's that. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen this before, and maybe we can edit it in. But there's a meme where they have the new president Kimishima, and they're like, Kimishima, how are you going to save Nintendo? And, it's and he's just, like, hmm. and it's just it's a just picture of kids. yeah, Twin Tail and Zelda and um, some I've other. I've seen it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, yeah. But um, that's 
that's too funny. But but the general point, aside from the the joking waifu, is that they've done some really great care uh, taking risks with character design lately, and I think that's really paid off big time. Well, I mean, it's everything. It's like it's it's character design. It's you know flexibility with the IP to the point where we could even have a game like Mario plus Rabbids. Uh, it's theme parks. Um, obviously, we got some more news that Super Mario World or Super Nintendo World is going to be much bigger than any of us anticipated. Mm. At some point, it's going to encompass both Universal Studios and Islands of Adventures, the, the sister theme parks uh, at Universal, and probably a third park that Universal is being built. This is going to be a massive kingdom. And obviously, we've had clothing deals recently uh, with Forever 21 uh, with Vans. Nintendo has taken a lot more risks with their IP. And in my opinion, they're really knocking a lot of this stuff out of the park. I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying all these weird moves that they're doing because I wouldn't expect it from Nintendo. This is something that the other video game companies do. So it's cool, but you know what? No other video game character has ever had a cereal before other than like Donkey Kong and Pac-Man. And those cereals predate, you know, Mario cereals. That's true. Hasn't yeah. happened in a long time. It's awesome to see them have a cereal. I definitely want to try it. I want to play with the amiibo box. And it's just fun, man. What like I'm in this zone where it's like, what are they gonna do next? Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do next? Because Right now, I'm on board with all the crazy shit that they're doing. I feel yeah, I like if, if all goes well, we should also see a lot of other things change. Hopefully, for us specifically, I guess, the, the whole YouTube creators program and how they mm, regulate their advertising and broadcasting and video creation of their games. Uh, I hope that sees a bit of a lift because it would be a risk for them to, to change that because they have it so regulated at this point. And I feel like while they're making leaps other ways, I feel like there are tracking down others, too. It looks like there's a little bit of the old guard left in yeah. the new guard that's cropping up in Nintendo recently. Uh, mm -hmm. But whatever it is, I think all this stuff is working. I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to go to Walmart later. Um, uh, later, As soon as they announce when this cereal's out, I will be at Walmart or Publix trying to find it. Yeah, yeah for sure. I'll buy like 10 boxes uh, and then storm away forever. I know, right? You sell them on eBay like a decade from now, they're <laughs> worth a fortune. Yeah, exactly. Do you do you know who's making like what cereal brands like General Mills, Kellogg's, Post? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that it's Kellogg's because Kellogg's just recently had a Super Mario Odyssey uh, giveaway promotion. With, no, that wasn't know, Kellogg's. That was Post. Post was that Post? Oh, Post yeah, does okay, a well, bunch of votes. Great Nut and oh yeah yeah yeah. You're the right. Last one. So then huh. I would venture to say I would venture to say it's post. I mean, yeah, that's what I, I was personally like, thinking. You you they're probably gonna work with who they've worked with in the past. Uh, mm -hmm. the people who made the last cereal was Ralston, uh, and I don't think they exist anymore. I don't, they think, also they, I don't think they make cereal anymore. They already got bought out by one of the bigger ones. Yeah, they probably got yeah. bought out. That's the typical thing that happens. Yeah, they also made the Ninja Turtle cereal I used to eat as a kid. <laughs> cereal's that. grown so much and shrank so much i feel like like you you're missing a lot of like the, the video game like retro cereals and stuff now but you're also getting like more creative cereals you're getting we lost the sh shapes of tricks they're just circles now which is so boring i never get tricks anymore i, I know. know right oh man like, I, the only cereal that i feel like hasn't fundamentally changed is captain crunch 
Captain Crunch, yeah. Reese's Puffs, to an extent, they're they were kind of a newer, newer cereal to begin with, but they're established now. It's always the same thing, and our marketing is always the same. So Reese's Puffs are gonna say is the same. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Cereal Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about your favorite cereals from 1970 on. You, I get into so many discussions with people about what are the best cereals. <laughs> it's not funny. I go on and on about how like the top tier cereals and how like honey nut cheers is okay it's great i love it but it's not top tier you know you gotta and i go on and on see i'm a cap and crunch oops all berries kind of guy yeah i'm all about them oh, berries man. screw those white slightly soggy captain crunch <laughs> slightly right, soggy. Let's, let's go ahead we'll move into our last news story for the month uh, since we're on the topic of like weird Nintendo stuff, let's talk about the weirdest Nintendo thing that come out ever. Detective Pikachu. No, not the game that didn't come to the U.S. The movie that's being made uh, has finally cast its first uh, actor, and they've cast the lead role. It's going to be Justice Smith. Uh, if anybody's watched the Get Down on Netflix, you should recognize Justice Smith. Uh, He's a pretty good actor. I, I think I liked him in the get down. Uh, and since the get down was recently canceled, it seems like he's got a lot of free times on his hands. So mm-hmm. I'll just hop onto a franchise like Pokemon. I mean, it, it can't hurt you financially. Uh, act, and like I said, he's a pretty good actor. So I, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about his casting uh, as much as I'm just worried about the general film. I think the yeah. film, I think if the, if the movie rights for Pokemon were up for grabs, why was this the film they chose to make? Why not do a regular Pokemon story set in one of the many great regions that the Pokemon universe exists in? Like, why don't we have a story told from, you know, can't, you can literally tell the, you know, the first game as a movie. Yeah, I mean, j- just, just recently, just this month, they, they did the uh, Pokemon I Choose You which was essentially an updated retelling slash alternate universe version of the entire first season of the anime. There was that one scene of Pikachu talking that kind of set the internet on fire. It was just one scene. The movie overall wasn't bad. I would venture to say it's probably the best Pokemon movie since Pokemon 2000. Um, I mean, but I mean, we all know that Pokemon movies they're not really what we would call good movies by any stretch of the imagination. But as yeah. far as Pokemon movies are concerned, I thought that was one of the better ones. Uh, so what are you guys' thoughts on Justice Smith being cast as uh, whatever the lead role for this movie is? Because they didn't even name who he's going to play. Um, I'm not too familiar with Justice Smith personally. Um, the Get Down is in my list, so I'll have to bump it up a bit more now, though. Um, but I am kind of still holding out for Danny DeVito a bit. Because it would just be funny. I know, it'd just be funny. There's no other reason. <laughs> um, but, like, honestly, that for a rugged, like, sounding Pikachu, I bet that would be cool. Because I, I kind of hope it wouldn't be um, high squeaky sounding, even though it is Pikachu. I would hope for a bit more rugged. I feel like in Japan, wasn't it, like, a ruggeded voice actor anyways? Yeah, so the voice... It was a, the voice, it was a the deeper voice that, actor, right? It, so you have to understand the cultural context. Japan, when they think of, of detective films, they still have the Henry Bogart kind of... Um, wait, is that the right actor? Yeah, I think it's the right actor. 1940s, like, um, Casablanca, 
style um, detective, hard boiled, a man's man, you know. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so basically, the Humphrey Bogart in Casablanca, that is still their image of of detective, hard boiled detective. So that's why they gave Pikachu a a deep voice because he's supposed to be a hard boiled Pikachu. Um, got it okay. and so that's why danny devito just doesn't work because it would completely change the character it would go I from guess. being hard-boiled to like sarcastic new yorker or, you know honestly and it just doesn't it, had... it comedy at that point all right yeah i get it if we're, if yeah, we're gonna it. go with like an actor with a recognizable voice man ah, pierce brosnan pierce brosnan as a detective pikachu i would find you know it'd be some kind of irony to have a bond Playing a detective Pikachu. Yeah. I, yeah. I could see I could see something like that. I would appreciate something like that. Uh but names that they're throwing around for like Pikachu are like freaking the rock. Do you smell Why? what this Pokemon is cooking? You know, and uh, that's well, just like random Hollywood bullshit that I'm just kinda like, why do you make these casting choices? Nobody I, I don't I don't understand, but Well, this is what this like I I, I have this topic in there because it kind of leads back into the super mario movie is where we yeah. you we we have like these casting you know rumors for detective pikachu mm -hmm. and then you know nintendo obviously announces that they're going to make a super mario movie and that is my fear realized and that's what could happen now i like the rock i think the rock is actually an inspirational human being like mm -hmm. i mean i know a lot of the stuff he says is cheesy but man the guy has if look at what the guy has turned himself into. I mean, he's a yeah, third, you know, he's a third generation wrestler, you know, who has found copious amounts of success in in Hollywood, but not necessarily making the best films. Mm -hmm. Like he's yeah. one of the highest paid actors. He doesn't make the best movies, but and he's not really the starring role in the majority of the movies that he's in. Definitely. Know? And if you but, ever watched his wrestling when he first started out, he wasn't very good either. I mean, he was okay, but he oh, was nowhere yeah. near as as good as like Coldstone when he first started. God, he was amazing. But, no, he, um, he he elevated himself. Yeah, he 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 elevated himself. Uh, you know, his wrestling matured as he you know as time went on, but he also his mouth, like the things he would say were so funny uh, as far as, you know, wrestling concerned because he wasn't your typical baby face, but he wasn't a heel. He yeah. was like mm -hmm. right in the middle, right in the middle, like fitting into like that, like Wolverine like role uh, where he wouldn't not scared to get his hands dirty by doing a heel move, but also wouldn't go too far. thus somewhat remaining baby face. And obviously like he's so quotable. Like he was so quotable that everything he said, you would hear the crowd say, like, like I, I think the guy can, you know, I think you can take a lot of inspiration from The Rock, but at the end of the day, he's not a great actor, you know, and you know, I I don't know. I didn't see uh I didn't see that the uh that last Disney Pixar movie that he did, uh Moana. I didn't see that movie. But I heard he was actually pretty good in it as a voice actor. But yeah, I'll agree with that. I mean, we're, we're talking about iconic characters here. Like we're talking about Mario, and we're talking about Pikachu. We're not talking about new characters created for the purpose True. of the film. We're talking about established characters. Almost in a sense, to have Pikachu speak 
is sort of blasphemous. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and Vin Diesel was also thrown around as the voice of Pikachu, and that's even worse. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm uh, honestly not a huge fan of American I Hollywood Pikachu. doing um doing Detective Pikachu. Anime. I, yeah, I, I don't oh. know. I think I think the Japanese have a better sense of detective films. I don't I don't like I think I think America has has moved to more of a kind of uh bang boom explosion action style film genre. And the Japanese still do better suspense, which is what makes detective films fantastic is the suspense kind of uh thriller, which I don't I don't really like the last super good thriller I saw was Shutter Island with um Leonardo DiCaprio. That was a fucking <sighs> fantastic movie and but and and see like that that kind of hard boiled detective sort of stuff that was the last time I've seen it in Hollywood and that was sev- a long time ago like a decade ago almost now. I hate that movie. It's it's fantastic though. Uh, I, I hate I pretty much hate everything that uh DiCaprio's in. The only movie that he's ever made that I liked was Inception. Uh yeah. Which kinda if you read too much into it, you're just gonna have a massive headache. Yeah. But no, I mean like these are these are fun topics for the news stories. Uh and that's why I thought they would be fun. We have two that kind of build upon each other and then one that's just outrageously out there with some cereal. Yeah. I mean these are these are fun news topics and it was it was it's cool to like think about the potential or the disgrace of these two movies. Uh you depending on which one comes first could severely alter the other. So if Detective Pikachu comes out first, which most likely will because they've been in production for a while. Yeah. I I honestly see that movie really influencing what happens over at Illumination as they make the Mario movie, they might have to, they might see what happens in this movie and say, this isn't going to work. We need to do something different. Uh, And vice versa. If the Mario movie is like fantastic or bad, it could really influence the direction of Detective Pikachu. Uh, That being said though, to just to cap things off on Detective Pikachu, I still think it's weird that they chose a film that we're not getting a game for that we in the U S yeah. have not got a game. For. Um, I agree. I think they should have gone a different route. Yeah. Uh, it's that Pokemon go hype, man. I think you ju- they just took whatever license they could get because yeah. they announced that acquisition, like right in the middle of Pokemon goes like massive, successful, like launch. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. is what it is. Uh, to the audience, what is your favorite news story for the month? Was it the Mario movie? Was it the Mario serial? Or is it Justice Smith cast as uh, whatever character he's playing in the Detective Pikachu movie? Go ahead, email us, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook, let us know. We want to know your thoughts. But right now, we're going to take a commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to do our Super Mario Odyssey deep dive. So don't go anywhere. Top tier serials are the best choice for the choose topic. <laughs> so let us know if you want a uh, us to do a serial podcast and uh you know you may just get that for uh, a christmas gift from the npc <laughs> <laughs>
We are back. Thank you guys for joining us today. If you're just now starting the uh, show, uh, we just finished up the Nintendo News Report, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about our topic of the month. And if you can't tell by the hat, we're talking about Super Mario Odyssey. Who I'm excited. Uh, we weren't initially going to talk about uh, Super Mario Odyssey. We were going to do a Pokemon-centric episode. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we'll push that back to a later time. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk Odyssey because... This game is just too hype. Yeah. Had to talk about it. Had to. So we're going to do a little bit of a different kind of deep dive than we normally do here. Normally, we talk about everything. But what I want to do is, for the sake of time, uh, because I don't want a six-hour podcast, I want to do it a little bit different. I want to talk about every kingdom but I only want to talk about three points from each kingdom and we can elaborate upon those points, uh, you know, as much as we want or need to, mm-hmm. but I definitely want to talk about these kingdoms and three, you know, if you want to talk about some negatives, we can definitely do that, but mm-hmm. we don't have to, uh, for those who have been with us the whole time, Jaden did have to go ahead and leave. Um, but it was nice to have him here for the news section because that's, really where we're going to do a lot of the expounding upon you know giving our general thoughts um, on larger news stories but here in the topic of the month 
it's always nice to be a little bit more, you know, intimate. And if you guys have any questions, you can hit us up in the live chat. I do have it open. So let me know what you guys think. Uh, if you have anything that you want us to say on the show, go ahead. Let us know. We'll shout you out. We'll we'll say what you we'll say what you have to say. I know it. It's gonna be fun, guys. I'm looking really forward to this. So, uh, blues, man. Yes. Let's go ahead and start uh, with that hard open. You want to tell pe- the people how this game opens and go ahead and give us your thoughts on that. Um, in all honesty, I feel like I, I'm drawing a blank on it, but we see this. Re- if, correct me if I'm wrong, but so there's the scene we're fighting Bowser on the airship, and Mario is looking really, really fly. He's really looking good for his age. Um, he's looking determined and more agile than ever. So kudos to him. Um, but we got he's he's fighting Bowser, who has Peach, and I think Tiara, right? Tiara's there in the scene, and that's they're. They're on this airship, right? And I, it looked very visually impressive. Um, I love the visual power of the Switch. And then, if I remember correct, Mario just gets kicked off the ship. His hat goes, he get, Bowser stomps the hat and he gets shredded up into pieces. That broke my heart because you cannot shred Mario's hat. <laughs> that just does not happen. That is iconic for a reason. And then you see Cappy in, in the background sort of like, oh, well, that guy fell off the ship. I'm going to go down and check out there on him, right? And and that was an interesting way to sort of start it off because you have this unbeknownst to a player who's been following the game for a while, a really weird-looking character observing all of this from far away. What is that crown with the eyes that Bowser's holding for Peach? I thought it was really nice. I love the whole really stuck not stylish really good looking mario opening and that you did a lot of cool things the animations for that um it almost felt like bowser's winning at this point too which i thought was super cool oh, i don't know yeah i i thought this was the best opening to a mario game that we've ever had period it's weird because galaxy, you know none i like of the storybook stuff of galaxy personally yeah, i like the storybook stuff but for some reason, it's just it's we dramatic. always see Bowser. We always see Bowser kidnapping. We see how that started. Mm-hmm. This time we were kind of at the point of we're where another. It. Yeah, we're kind of at the point where another game would be ending. Yeah, like this would be this if they had used this exact same thing for a, for a you know the closing cutscene, I would True. have believed it. They could have like if they had done everything up to the point where Bowser ends up knocking Mario off the airship, mm-hmm. uh, then it like, would have been perfect. I would have, I would have, another game almost. Yeah, it, this is the end point. And you're right, Bowser is definitely winning. The second he launches Mario off of the, the airship, he mm-hmm. has won the battle. And I'm yeah. like, holy crap, this is a crazy way to start, obviously. Uh, and before we go any further, can we talk about uh, Bowser's suit? Because Bowser's yeah. suit, Cool. He looks really he, nice. No, he looks fly, man. He looks like he came out of a 1997 Puff Daddy music video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A shiny suit. Man, him and Puff Daddy would have been rolling in the same <laughs> circles, man. He's like MC Bowser up in the place. Mm-hmm. Oh, he looks super fly, and I loved it. I was like, man, Bowser is pimping right now. Love the suit. Perfect way to, to, to start a game. And it's a nice, hard open. Typically, we start with the, hey, Mario, I baked you a cake. It's waiting here at the castle. I'll see you soon. And that's been the formula 
pretty much since Mario 64. Yeah, sounds about right. It's like it starts off nice and peaceful, and then trouble arises. Trouble's been there from the beginning, you're right. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's tried and true. Uh, But I'm glad they went a different route. But, you know, it was cool. And then to see Mario get, like, knocked off the ship, his hat get shredded, and then he ends up in our first kingdom, uh, which is uh, the Cap Kingdom, so Bonnetown. Bonnetown is our first area, and it's hard for me to think of three things I like about this, but there is, there are a few. I like, I like the aesthetics of it. It almost looks like it's the land of the dead, in a sense, like, I get flashbacks to Nightmare Before Christmas's Halloween. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It looks exactly like Halloween Town in a sense, and it's it's very eerie. Like mm-hmm. all the audio is there, and then it's inhabited by ghost hat people, which yeah. they never really kind of explain. Uh, the ghost hat people like we just exist, and. Later on in the game, any creature in Mario explained Yoshi's at least a dinosaur. Okay, what about Piantas from Sunshine? Like, there's there's so many weird characters and races in Mario at this point. I I just accept them at this point. Yeah, I mean, but still, I mean, it. Are they dead? Are they supposed to be dead? Are they like good booze? That's all I want to know. Just uh, yeah, I mean, and later on we found out that all the inhabitants of the Cap Kingdom have the capture ability. It's not exclusive. Mm -hmm. To Cappy, yeah. we you know we see that a little bit later on. Uh, so I I like the aesthetics of the kingdom. I like how eerie it is, and I like how it's it's kind of been burnt to a crisp. Like you know, Bowser's had his way in that. Oh kingdom. yeah, he's decimated that place already. Yeah. So and and it goes back to the thing you were saying earlier that Bowser has won. So I like how visually it expresses Bowser's first victory within mm-hmm. this game, which you know he has many successive victories. Yes. Uh, in this game, uh, I think I think Bowser is winning more in this game than in any previous uh, Mario game, spinoffs included. So it's it was nice to see Bowser, you know, having his moment. Yeah. Uh, we're also introduced to the capture mechanic, which this this is one of my favorite things about the kingdom is the way that they showcased the capture with Mario throwing Cappy and mm-hmm. getting. You know, capturing that very first frog. Frog, yeah. Now that moment, that moment where Mario gets sucked into the frog, and we're shown this brilliant cutscene of Mario like diving into like the frog's memories. I was like, "Holy crap!" Now that, does Mario? That's... Oh yeah. I was gonna ask, does Mario experience that every time he's captured something? Because if he does, man, that is a bad trip. Yeah, I was I was thinking when I first saw it, like this is like scarier kind of thing than I thought it was gonna be when when I saw the first capture mechanic in like the trailers. Because that that looks scary, it looks weird, it looks disorienting. I wouldn't want that. Um going through like a vortex almost, and that was not what I was expecting the capture ability to to be like. So that was cool when I first got to experience that. Yeah, uh, and then I think the last thing that I really like about the kingdom was the uh, was just that introduction to the Brutals. Uh, I know the Brutals have been getting a lot of slack. Uh, that the words I've been hearing a lot lately are discount Koopalings. 
But I like them. I think they're a nice alternative to the Koopalings. I think we've, you know, or Bowser Jr. We, we, we've done that. We've done Bowser mm-hmm. Jr. And we've done the Koopalings to death. Uh, I don't dislike those characters. I, I love the Koopalings and I love, you know, Bowser Jr. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to see a different set of enemies uh, just pop up for the first time. So I, I actually really enjoy that. So, I mean, you can say, people can say what they want, but personally, I enjoyed it a lot. And that's where we have our first fight with the Brutal, where we fight Topper. And uh, he's actually, in my opinion, the easiest of the Brutals, I guess, Probably. which is why he's here in the First Kingdom. But uh, just a very cool mechanic. And it just showcases how hat-themed this game is as a whole. It's having a hat or just Bowser using mm-hmm. his hat as a weapon, it's everything in this game yeah. has hats or is a hat. And the uh, the Brutals using their hats as, you know, weapon devices, that, that was fun. I was like, okay, so this is the kind of game we're getting where even the enemies have hats that are dangerous. I mean, and the Brutal, it was, the only thing that I thought was a missed opportunity in this uh, with the Brutals is you don't ever capture a Brutal. I would have loved to have captured one of the brutals, especially as a damaging as a as a damage mechanic. Would have been nice to have to capture one of them in order to make them hurt themselves. You could capture the golden chain chomp. That was a yes. thing. Spoilers, but that was a thing you could do that's sort of damaging a brutal with themselves. That's very true. But on the topic of the brutals, I think for a game like Odyssey, I would rather have characters like the brutals than the Koopalings. And I feel like the brutals just fit so much more into a world like odyssey mm. that's very true uh especially since rabbits also play a large theme in this game it's it's like rabbits and hats uh especially later on in the game you'll see a lot more mm-hmm. rabbits yeah um but no i enjoyed the brutals i enjoyed you know my first capture and i really just enjoyed the aesthetics of yeah. the cap kingdom uh i thought all those together it was a nice easy it was a nice way to ease us into super mario odyssey um get used to the controls probably my favorite starter kingdom of any mario game as for you how do you what are your three points man um i have to agree with aesthetically all of your reasons but if i had to go gameplay i really liked um the the pair paragoombas i thought those were really fun to take control of um i really liked the Fog, I thought was kind of cool to have to deal with oh, and yeah. problem solve around that, forgetting some of the bonus things around there. And I guess that top of the hill where you fight the brutal was a cool area for me. I thought that was very cool. Um, seeing all the destroyed ships climbing to the top of that um mountain, I guess, uh, was super cool. I love the moon, the moon where you see the intro logo at the end of when you when you go off into yeah. the wire. That was a great way to showcase the logo and, and the title screen. I thought it was cool. Oh, before before we move on from Bonnetown, am I the only person who threw Cappy at every single light the first time around? Because I was like, can I get moons right away? So I just started throwing Cappy at every single light trying to t- and turn every single light on in the kingdom. And when nothing happened, I was like, I didn't even get a moon for that. I felt like I should get a moon for that. I mean... That's the that's the one thing that I dislike about Captown, the uh, Bonnetown, was that your first playthrough, you literally just have the one objective, yeah. and and there's nothing wrong with that, but 
it would have been nice if there was more incentive in the beginning because yeah. it was a, because of that there, it, it took me a very long time to go back to Bonita. I didn't go back to the Cap Kingdom until a few days ago uh, mm-hmm. to do all the extra stuff. Uh, just because of like it's a small kingdom. Yeah. How many moons can there be? Obviously, there's a lot, but still, I, I enjoyed it. But moving on, directly from Bonitown, we move into our first boss fight with obviously Topper. Mm-hmm. And again, I think Topper was the easiest of the brutals, but right away he he just gave me this sense of joy. It was like, oh snap! First first mid boss fight, or well, in this in the case of this kingdom, he is the boss of this kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it was fun, and I, I just, I just love his evil spiked leprechaun hat, yeah. uh, leprechaun top hat. He, he was, he was a good villain, um, and I really think he showcases a lot of the best parts of the brutal. Uh, he would be difficult for you know newer or younger gamers, mm-hmm. but he's, he's not overwhelming, and for a veteran Mario player, he, he's, he's easy, but yes. I mean, this game does ramp its difficulty up, uh, especially when you return to Kingdom. So that's very nice. Yeah. All right, but but from the Cap Kingdom, we move into Cascade Kingdom, which is one of my favorites, and I love the transition uh, yeah. between between uh, the Cap Kingdom and the Cascade Kingdom. Very very it's, colorful Cascade Kingdom coming right after the pretty much all gray and black um, Bonnet Town. Yeah, I love. It, it, I just sat, I literally just sat idle on, on the screen, just Mario chill out with birds on his nose for the, I didn't move. I just looked at the scenery and everything. And I was so just blown away with that for like an hour. Yeah. Oh man. So uh, go ahead and give us your three points on the kingdom. Um, I really liked, uh, ooh. I liked the design of that. It was a smaller kingdom again. But like seeing the the triceratops bones like in the waterfalls, I love the aesthetic. Even probably, probably my favorite aesthetic kingdom of the maybe seaside kingdom. I love seaside, but mm, so I definitely love the aesthetic of that one a lot. Uh, playing as the chain chomps. Mm, oh, it's not one of my favorites. Um, I liked the platforming in that one. I really liked when I the section where I got to be the two D eight bit Mario. That was fun experiencing yeah. that for the first time um and i like the boss fight it's was that brutal had a name i don't know uh, mama brutal uh mama okay yeah i, I thought it was mama brutal jump. yeah she was I, fun. Let, let me look her up real quick i don't want to just assume but i've been calling her mama brutal i mean it makes sense yeah or like auntie maybe i don't know okay madam brood is her official okay. name and Adam Chain Brood. Chompkins. Madam yes. Brood and Chain Chompkins. Got it, got it. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, for me, uh, first off, I want to start with the music in that kingdom. Okay. I love that. First off, I felt like it was giving me Jurassic Park vibes. A little yeah. bit. Not a whole lot, but I was getting Jurassic Park vibes from mm-hmm. the kingdom. And I was yeah. like, oh, man, this – I literally – I moved around a lot, but it was mostly in circles when I first got to the kingdom because I was just entranced by the music. And obviously the music fits in so well with the visuals that yeah. it really it really was amazing. And just, I, I just remember playing the second I got there, once the music started, 
instant smile got on my face. One of the best songs in a Mario game, period. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second favorite thing is uh, capturing the T-Rex for the first time. The controls are wonky, yeah, and he's very slow, but you feel the raw power of it. Like, yeah. you just feel the raw power of the T-Rex to the point where even Cappy can't hold it for too long. Uh-huh. If, you, if you try to stay transformed as a T-Rex, Cappy he will let it go. Yeah, he'll let it go at some point and say that it's too big. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is cool because that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. anywhere else it's yeah. the only time in the... yeah there's no other real capture that's that uncontrollable exactly and there are some pretty crazy captures later on in the game mm-hmm. and he he has to let go of the t-rex uh now there is a workaround if you continuously jump out of the t-rex yeah. and recapture it start and you recapture yeah exactly you can even then it. it's like the point is that he couldn't stay cap because it's still too big Exactly. So I thought that was a really cool moment, and I like the fact that they 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 showcased that the T Rex is a force to be reckoned with. The fact that mm-hmm. Cappy can't contain it for too long really had me thinking that they might there might be something to do with the T Rex later on in the game, and we'll discuss that mm-hmm. in a little bit. And my last favorite thing about this particular kingdom was again to just to jump off of what you said with that 2D platforming section. Uh, and there's two sec there's two different parts of it. Yeah. Uh, there's that there's the one to take you to Madame Brood. Mm-hmm. And then there's another 2D section uh, in your second playthrough of the game, I believe. Yes. Within that kingdom. And that first time going 2D, I mean, I I knew it was coming. I played 2D in the demo uh, when I was, you know, demoing this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Best Buy, but that that one wasn't as special uh, because yeah, I agree with that, that was that was a that was a demo, and mm-hmm. this was my personal playthrough. And just yeah, that's how going, I felt. Going two D was like holy crap, love it, and oh, it just, it just filled me with mm-hmm. a whole sense of joy, and I was enjoying everything that I was doing in that platforming section. And I love that part. It's like, wait, there's this little lip. There's like an extra little ledge. Let me jump over it. And there you go. Go around the, yeah. you go around a corner in 2D. You go around a corner in 2D and then there's a moon. There's a moon there just to mm-hmm. reward you. It's like, hey, you thought enough to try to turn this corner. Yeah. And there you and go. You there's your, That's yeah. in the uh, Sand Kingdom as well. And a whole bunch of other places they do that around the lip and mm. i just enjoyed all of that i was like mm-hmm. this this is a brilliant brilliant game keep keep doing stuff like this mm-hmm. so really enjoyed the cascade kingdom it was a joy to go back to that kingdom too because once you go back all this stuff is different um captain toad is there uh yeah. you should find your first secret painting there mm-hmm. uh under in the waterfall there's just so much stuff to do. There's a, a T-Rex challenge that I enjoyed very much there. Yeah. And that was the last moon that I, that I found in that kingdom. And I was like, where is it? And finally found it. I was like, okay, okay. But yeah, I enjoyed the Cascade Kingdom. But 
from the Cascade Kingdom, I believe we go to Toast Arena. Yes. So, Toast Arena, probably the biggest kingdom in the game. Uh, so I want to start by saying one thing I don't like about the kingdom before I say what I do like about the kingdom. I do not like Jaxi controls. I hate riding the Jaxis. And there is a challenge in the pyramid where you have to collect those stupid music notes. Yeah. Run around, totally you know, and drift around the pole. I counted how many times it took me to do that. 32. It took me 32 tries to get that. That is the most I have ever tried for any particular thing. But at, after like 15, it became super personal. And I could not move from that spot until I had completed that challenge. And once I did complete the challenge, it was because I just kept repeatedly pressing the break button over and over and over until I could get that turn off. All right. But what I do like about the kingdom, I love that this is the first kingdom that allows you or forces you to wear a different suit mm -hmm. uh, in order to get into the, the back alley I, I guess, club. yeah, the back alley club. You have to dress up. You have to dress Mario in the sombrero and the poncho. Mm -hmm. And once you get into the into the room, they're like just you know jam with us. Mario picks up a guitar and starts playing. Nowhere. He's like playing mariachi. I was like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. What in the world is happening? But it was funny. It was yeah. funny, and I loved it. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is this is like this is joy. I have mm -hmm. not been this happy playing a Mario game, and I love Mario games, but I have not mm -hmm. been this happy playing a Mario game in forever. And there's that stupid little moment where you're literally just playing the mariachi guitar. That was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I loved, whew, I loved the variety of side quests that you have in the game. There were so many little things to do. You could literally plant a seed. And it would uh, turn get, into a moon. Exactly. Or you, you, that you was could, fun. You, you could go fishing. Uh, as Lackey too, mm -hmm. um, and then again, you. One of my favorite capture mechanics in this game is the bullet bill, mm -hmm. and there are some there are some moons that require a lot of finesse with, with a bullet, bullet bill. bill. Yeah, otherwise you just pop out and blow up and bah. Like I loved capturing the bullet bill. I just there was just so much finesse, and. It's it's great, and then you start to see all these propaganda posters littered everywhere uh, mm -hmm. within the kingdom. But I I just love it, and the kingdom, it, it's vast, and it builds upon itself. It starts mm -hmm. you start off like in the lower portion of it, then you go up, you know, to the pyramid. Then the pyramid starts to float. Then you go back into the pyramid where you have this epic boss fight, and one of my favorite boss fights in the game, despite you know making me think of the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. I thought it was yeah. fun. Just really enjoyed Toast Arena. And I had a worry because the demo version of uh, Mario Odyssey that I played was Toast Arena. So in my mind, I was like, when I got to Toast Arena, I was, I felt jaded because I'd mm. played the kingdom three times, right? 
-hmm. I didn't realize how big that kingdom was. And it ultimately makes sense as to why they chose that as the demo, uh, as the area to demo, because it is much bigger than anybody would have anticipated from just playing the demo. So I thought it was brilliant. So what are your three thoughts on uh, Toast Arena, your your three points? I thought this is kind of like a whole big, many different points, but I really liked how it showcased everything with mario odyssey and even the switch itself like on top of you know needing to change your outfit to show the outfit changes in the game you used features of switch such as the hd rumble to find that hidden moon under like in that secret room use hd rumble to find it um using all of mario's skills unique captures using the world itself with things like the jaxies etc um we're all really cool to showcase this is odyssey um, you can do so much. We're pushing the limits. We're being creative about things. And I love that. Um, in terms of traversing it, I liked how open it was for traversing. I feel like despite how big it was, it was kind of empty with things to do. There's a lot of places that are just sort of open sand. Um, yeah. Which I wasn't a fan of personally. Um, but nonetheless, it's just such a big kingdom. You can sort of get away with it. Um, I liked no. how you could... They didn't really show it, but some captures, they said, like, you can do things without certain captures. So going to the Moais, the Moais show you where everything is, and you can do all those hidden platform things with the Moais. But you could also just say, screw the Moais. I'm going off every, like, the birds that are sitting on nothing. That's my cues. And I thought that was cool, because it's like, oh, okay, I don't need to use these captures. I can do this on my own. So you, you're giving options of how you want to complete things, more of a Breath of the Wild almost approach where, you know, I could take on these enemies with my sword or I could roll a boulder down a hill or I could take them off long range with a bow and arrow. You're given options of how you want to tackle each thing in each order and each way you want to do the world. And I thought that was really cool. Um, no, I, I 100% agree. There's a, there's, it is a little empty, but yeah, you, this is the kingdom where you should start developing those are uh, those gymnast skills that mario has yeah. i'm still oh. having trouble developing them in all honesty though um which isn't isn't the best thing to admit this far in my run um but it's, i'm still developing them it's ever evolving what freaks yeah. me out is that watching pe- other people play the game i'm like i don't consider myself bad at gaming but how are you guys doing all that weird like oh you know mm-hmm. you're, you're like your butt stomping you your cap throwing then you're you know you're butt stopping, you're jumping up again, you're you're cap diving, then you're bouncing yeah. off your cap, and then you're cap diving, and then you're cap diving. How are you yeah. cap diving? I have only been able to successfully do about five, you know, cap dives in a row yeah, before that's my big problem. Before I end I up dead. Yeah. It's but, like uh, some people just never touch the ground, I feel like. I know, right? They're making these impossible jumps. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I I don't I don't buy this. No. All right. But okay. So we have our first uh you know, real boss, I like to call it, uh, in this uh-huh. kingdom, uh, Knuckleotech, who's this, like, giant Olmec-looking uh, statue head with yeah. hands, and it's literally out of uh, the Wind Waker, in my opinion, yeah. but this is what it is. I love this. This is where we, you know, Bowser has stolen his ring, mm-hmm. uh, and this is one of the key items uh, that Bowser is stealing within the game. So that he can give Princess Peach the perfect wedding. Yes. This boss 
was one of the most fun bosses. I yeah. loved the way you captured his hands and used them against him. Uh, yeah, that was cool. This was one of this was one of the harder bosses in the game. Uh, I actually thought I didn't not a hard boss, but as far as the difficulty scaling is concerned, I don't necessarily think Mario Odyssey's bosses actually scale up. No. Uh, so I think that it's just kind of a mishmash. Like this boss will be hard, but this boss won't be that hard. Uh, yeah. So when you get there and you fight Knucklotech, I thought he was pretty hard. Uh, by com- by comparison to you know Madam Brood and you know Topper, so mm-hmm. fighting him was was fun and you know he fights back he he doesn't let you hit him straight on yeah. and that was the other thing like a lot of the other bosses just let you hit them yeah. they they don't they don't necessarily fight back mm-hmm. he fights back he he he's shooting his ice diamonds at you and yeah. I thought that was a really fun way of making you play the game um you you had to think about how you're going to attack you couldn't just i'm going to go straight because he will stop you from going straight yeah. and i take it back this is one of the few captures that Cap- cappy cannot hold on to if you after a certain amount of time he will take his hand back mm-hmm. uh i don't know i, I don't re- actually recall if he does it by force but he will take his hand back if you don't punch him in the face with his own hand. And I just, I loved it because it's like that stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself moment. Yeah. Which I was actually shouting at the TV every time I hit him in the face with his own hand. I was thinking it I'm personally. A, I, I liked, bully. I really liked how it wasn't a brutal. That was probably the first boss that wasn't a brutal of some kind. Yes. And I liked, okay, so in addition to the brutals, we're getting crazy cool boss characters in themselves. Which is exactly. really cool to me. No, yeah, again, I thought this was a good boss fight. I enjoyed it. And I thought it was fun. I mean, yeah. and then again, after you beat Tostarina, there's so much to do. There yeah. are 89 moons before the post game in that kingdom. Yeah. And after you do the post game, you know, once you're doing the post game, there are way more moons. That kingdom is loaded with moons. Um, my brother uh, was very adamant on not leaving that kingdom until he got every single moon. And I was like, you know, there's one you physically can't get within that kingdom. You have to find it through another kingdom. He's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, you literally have to go through a painting in another kingdom that'll take you back to Tostarina. And he's like, oh my God. I've been in Toast Arena for four days. So, yeah, I thought that was Toast Arena, great kingdom. I would definitely like to see that kingdom come back in a oh, future yeah. Mario title. All right. So, from Toast Arena, we go to the Lake Kingdom, which is one of or the wooded, smaller. But, yeah. Uh, yes, you have the choice. You have the lake or the wooded kingdom. Uh, which one did you go to? I went to wooded first. Uh, okay, see, I went straight to the lake kingdom. Um, whichever one you want to tackle first, wooded or lake? We can start with lake. I felt like lake was a shorter kingdom. Even Maybe I just didn't spend enough time in it, but lake, I guess, yeah. All right, as far as the lake kingdom, um, I kind of like the... Uh, I like how small this kingdom is. Yeah. But 
but my my favorite point in this kingdom is I love the uh, the underwater section where you you're in like you're with all the 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 wildlife mm-hmm. in the water. You're you're sitting there with the uh, the the pe- the cheap cheeps and uh, what, is, what is her name Dory. Yeah. You're, you're with Dory, the cheap cheeps, um, all those all those great like. Yeah, water, you know, water life that that you see in Mario games, and I love how like, even though they're like bad, they they never like, with the exception of those, yeah, the the stupid kelp. Yeah, nothing there is inherently trying to hurt you. No, like you know the cheap cheeps aren't chasing after you; they're just kind of swimming, doing their thing. Yeah, and I I love that capture, like capturing your cheap cheap made me laugh i don't know why but it made me laugh um again i really liked there's there's a when i captured the cheap cheap i actually took the cheap cheap into the globe area that mm-hmm. like and everyone like freaks I, out at you every exactly i love how they did that there's like eek get out of here leave me alone and then i dove into that like pool in the center mm-hmm. of it as a cheap cheap and kathy's like oh this is really deep Good job, uh, you know, capturing a cheap cheap. Now we don't have to worry about air. I did that That's... straight with no cheap cheap. Actually, it was He's like, keep... yeah, Bus yeah, stopping down. Yeah. So I, I I chose to do it with a cheap cheap, and I was pleasantly surprised to see Captain Toad, uh, just chilling there at the bottom. Oh. He was like, I almost didn't make it. I was like, shut up. <laughs> I was like, I had a cheap cheap. I made it. So I actually yeah. enjoyed that. Uh, but. My favorite, my favorite thing here, is uh, when you when you uh, when you play. I think it's when on your second playthrough. You capture, you you capture a zipper. That's on the first playthrough as well. I, the it, zippers were way too crazy for me. Uh, you capture the zipper, right? And uh-huh. then you end up in this area where the you know like, where you can like zip the fl- zip and unzip the floor. Yeah, yeah, that place and and the walls. And you have to, you know, basically you create the new environment by unzipping. Exactly, things. you're creating the path, and once mm-hmm. you get to the end of the path, you find your moon. But on your way back, there's still more zippers un- to have secret moons. Yes, you can unzip the floor, and all the goombas just plummet <laughs> to their death. I was like, yeah, that is great. So, uh-huh. and you don't I even have to worry because you're the zipper, so you don't take damage or anything going through them. Which is great. Exactly. I love that capture. That was just a mm-hmm. silly capture, and you yeah. literally just sent a crap ton of Goombas instantly to their yeah. doom. Made yeah. me laugh. I was like, oh, those poor Goombas. I was really hoping the cap- zipper would be used more and more. Like, you could do so much more with the zipper than, like, the electric wire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of captures that I wish came back. Yeah. Uh, they did. They just don't utilize them yeah. uh, to, their, to their fullest, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I think they did a good job with that. That moment was great. Uh, yeah. This, when I went in this kingdom, I found my uh, my second painting. Oh, yes. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I missed the Toasterina painting the first time I played through Toasterina. Uh, I couldn't get to the second one. I found it, and I, like, I couldn't reach it, I think. I don't remember. What, when, I, when I went into this painting, though, this is where I caught my first glimpse of New Dawn. Uh, by going through this painting, I was like, oh, snap. And I was like, ah, oh, 
And that's the worst part about the paintings, though. As much as I love yeah. going through the painting, is that they put you in a place where you just can't interact with the rest of the kingdom, which mm -hmm. totally bums me out because I, 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 I it's a tease. Can't let me, let me. It's just a tease. Just it's all it is. I want to run now. And it's a while before you actually get to New Donk uh, yeah, from like the lake or the Wood Kingdom. Uh, and then, uh, what, was, what was my last point? Uh, oh, man. I loved, the, uh, I loved how they made me get the swimmer outfit because that was actually one of my favorite outfits in the game. It looks mm -hmm. so goofy. Yeah. It just looks so goofy to have like this sensing snorkel. Yeah. I loved it. I love having Cappy as a sentient snorkel. I was like, that's just, you've gone too far. Yeah. But I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, for you, what are your three points on the uh, Lake Kingdom? I really, really liked how small it was. Um, in comparison to, I wish I didn't start with the Wooded Kingdom because in comparison to Toastarena, the Lake Kingdom is super small, but there was so much more stuff just packed everywhere in that small environment. So in Toastarena, where I felt like some areas were more empty than others, I'd be in the middle of completing one thing, and I see that one, another thing that I want. Oh, that's a moon. I need to get that moon. And then, but I don't do that one. I go into one that's right after the one I just finished, and then I'm like, okay, boom, boom, boom. Now I can go to this one. Am I way to going to that one? All of a sudden, it's, I find in two more moons, and then I make it here, and then the cycle just starts all over again, where I just have so many moons. Um, well, and that was really cool. I really love that a lot. Um, just to, to jump off of that, hmm. to, to, to jump off of your point is that if you go directly from Tostarina to the Lake Kingdom, it is it is it is a a, a, a reprieve. Mm -hmm. It's so much smaller that, like, whereas Tostarina, if there's so much mm -hmm. and it's so big that you don't necessarily know which direction to go. Yeah. You know, the Lake Kingdom is. You know, it's 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 smaller, more compact, and you like you said, you see all your objectives, like as you're completing. You can see an objective as you're completing an objective, yeah. so you're like, it just, it's a nice reprieve to the mm -hmm. you know the bigness of Tostarina, which if you went to you said you'd gone to the Wooded Kingdom, that's yeah. two massive kingdoms back to back. Yeah, that would have been daunting. I'm glad you see. I personally went with the the Lake Kingdom, and then mm -hmm. I moved my way to the Wooded Kingdom. So. I had that like break in between large kingdoms. Yeah. Um. Other than that, I I wasn't a fan of water mechanics. The cheap cheap was okay. It wasn't crazy, but it was okay. Um. Whew. Let's see. I liked the mer people. The mer people were kind of a cool race. Um. I liked them. And let's finish it off with what was also cool there. The zippers, I guess, for me as well. The zippers were a very cool capture. Hmm. No, again, I love the zippers. Um, so then we have our uh, our next fight with the brutal in uh -huh. this kingdom. Man, forgive me because my webpage just crashed. Yeah, it was the the tall brutal with the the straw hat with the flower bounces, with right? With the flower hat, yeah, I can't remember yeah. his name. Mm -hmm. This I one was a funny. Their names, if I'm gonna be honest. This was a funny brutal fight, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, he made me laugh because visually he reminds me a lot of like Goofy from yeah. the uh, from Disney. Yeah. And uh, once you 
once you bounce off of his hat, he completely loses sight of you. Yeah. So he's sitting there, you know, with he's his really hand. Like, he's like, where did you go? Yeah. And just have that, like, which way did he go, George? I was like, that is great. I loved, mm-hmm. I loved how they did that. And I'm, I'm going to find his name. <laughs> but he was a, he, I thought he was a, a silly brutal. Yeah. And the that. way you attack him just made me laugh. And his name is Rango, which I honestly don't, I guess that is something, I don't understand that name. I, no, I don't I understand don't. it, but it's, it's a name. Can't choose the name you were given. Yeah. So Rango, I love it. He, I'm looking at his picture now. He's got that like silly, like straw, you're right, the straw hat. And he mm-hmm. literally looks like Goofy. He's got his bow tie and suspenders. Mm-hmm. Totally get goofy vibes uh, from him. So I thought he was interesting. And I loved, I just loved how dumb he looks when you're attacking him. Yeah. So I thought he was great. All right. Next up, we have the uh, the Wooded Kingdom. Wooded Kingdom. So uh, go ahead. What did you like about the Wooded Kingdom? Uh, I, I, I'm going to have a hard time with this one. Oh, God. Um, Wooded Kingdom... Can you go first? <laughs> sure. Um, okay. I want to start with my favorite thing about the Wooded Kingdom. The Deep Woods. Hmm. I loved the Deep Woods. So in that first area of the Wooded Kingdom, there's that like long wall that you mm-hmm. can run around. Yeah. You can that's jump where, off. Exactly. That's where I was playing around. I was playing yeah. around there. And I ran off the edge and ended up in the wood in, in the deep woods. And I was like, mm-hmm. holy crap, I didn't die. What is this? And there's that whole section. It's it's devoid of any music. All you mm-hmm. hear are the sounds. Yeah. And then you just hear the stomping. And if you're, you know. You're paying real close attention. You feel the HD rumble mm-hmm. of the T-Rex, and it's getting closer. And HD rumble in this game was brilliant. I just yeah. loved HD rumble in this game because it wasn't you used actually, a lot, but where it was used, it was brilliant. Yes. Oh yes, exactly. But you feel the T-Rex getting closer, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What is happening?" And our previous experience with the T-Rex. Is quite pleasant. Yeah. This one Not this time around. No. He starts chasing you. Yeah. And he's he's about to have Mario for dinner. And I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like I was freaking out. And yeah. This I, I played the Wooded Kingdom in the two-player co-op mode with uh with my fiance. Mm-hmm. So she was controlling Cappy. Uh and I was playing as Mario. So imagine how terrified we were when I don't have as much control over Cappy as I typically would have. And I'm running around like, capture it, capture it. She's like, I'm trying. I was like, no, you have to capture it now. He's going to eat me. Eventually it just turns out easier to take damage and then cap him. Oh, it was great though. We actually got him to smash himself into a tree. Mm-hmm. And then we captured him, and I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Mm-hmm. And from there, I just loved it. And there were so many great puzzles. There's a puzzle that's a that's so much fun. It's like this trial and error puzzle 
where you have to go through all the pipes until in the in the correct order until you can find the moon and i thought that was fun yeah uh then there's the scarecrow yeah the scarecrow uh, one's cool the scarecrow was that was a fun challenge uh that one i'm ashamed to say it took me a lot longer than it should have <laughs> um there's the invisible... kind of fun in all honesty though because they, they the invisible... you, take you without cappy which is oh yeah yeah you you have to literally rely on Mario's skills. And mm-hmm. after by that point, you should be pretty comfortable mm-hmm. with doing a lot of the cap jumps. Yes. Uh, which kind of messed me up. Uh not being able to like throw Cappy to or you know to extend my long jump further. Yeah. Um love that. So the deep woods is my favorite thing about this kingdom, right off the bat. Uh my second, the second thing I really liked about this kingdom was, again, it's vast, but it's vast, but it's ever changing. Mm-hmm. So there's that, you, you do that first part and then uh, you move into, once you move into the second segment of that and you start to capture the Sherms. Yes. Uh, I loved, I loved uh, capturing the Sherms for the first time and you know, just using them against other Sherms and yeah. finding hi- finding hidden moons. So I really like, you know, the Sherm mechanics mm-hmm. early on in the game. And my favorite part about this uh this kingdom is at the you know near the the end of the second section where you step on the P block and the flowers. Yeah. That that yeah. just literally form a platform for you to run yes. across. Mm-hmm. And was it was just really brilliant. Like it was it was beautiful. It just looked so good as I ran around those flowers. Like this is this is incredible. I need mm-hmm. I need more stuff like this because yeah. visually that was one of my favorite things to see in the game. Mm-hmm. So those are my favorite. Uh, those are three things I really liked about the Wooded Kingdom. Yes. Um. Personally. My biggest, my the thing that I really loved was the challenging platforming segments, and none of them were really required either. So it's like I think you could go around like on the back wall of pretty much the level, and there's just spinning platforms and jumps that you need to be like quick and timed on, and like there were so many just places to platform that were out of the way, but also very very tricky to land, and I felt really really accomplished after doing all those getting all of those it made me feel really good as a player i have to say that those are probably my favorite thing in the whole kingdom which is weird to say i feel because it's a platforming game but I, I don't know um no no i agree just some tricky platforms uh to, mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie some of those some of those damn near drove me insane yeah damn some of them damn near drove me insane um hmm, what was also a cool thing i wasn't too much of a fan of the deep woods i felt like i was just getting lost in the deep woods so i wasn't really having it personally um i i really enjoyed hunting for the purple coins in that level though really fun to try and find and those those flowers where you um you zoom off when you cap them was pretty cool yes uh the, the rocket flowers yeah those things drove me insane too yeah uh, just because like what's happening yeah 
Oh, yeah, you have to be, like, if you're going to use one of those, you have to be prepared to go flying in a direction. <laughs> they remind me of, the, there's a similar mechanic in uh, Mario Galaxy 2. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the Yoshi power-up. The, the Yoshi, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it was, that was a kind of a nice one to see come back, to mm-hmm. see them do something similar to that. Yeah. Uh, but oh, there is a challenge in Toast Arena where you mm-hmm. have to use one of those flowers to get a moon. You have to run alongside of a wall sideways. Hardest moon ever. I was like, <laughs> what is happening? Like, it's not just that you have to run along the side of the wall. It's that the wall is sinking into purple, that purple poison water. Yeah. So you can't, you have to, like, utilize it. And then you have to go from one of those flowers, capture another one. Like, so you have to capture more than one consecutively. I was like, oh, my God. But yes, those purple flowers. Uh, so I think what's next in this kingdom is the boss fight who's Torque Drift. This one was weird. This one was weird. Yeah, you're fighting like a UFO. I'm going to fight him, honestly. Huh? The one that was sucking up the flowers, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I didn't quite know how to fight him, per se. I, stood, I spent most of the boss battle on top of it, not realizing I wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> it was so weird. No... You know, I kind of just got lucky. Uh-huh. The for you know, and just used the uproot correctly the first time. I was like, okay, I got it now. Uh, yeah. But he threw me for a loop when he started bricking the uh, the flowers that you're supposed to free. I was like, oh snap! He's trying to cover them up, so you have to use the uproot to smash through the bricks, and then then you can attack him. And mm-hmm. then he he was one of the more difficult bosses too because again, this is one of those bosses that doesn't necessarily let you attack him he starts to shoot those like those red rings of death at you so you have to I use the, like the red rings of death to were jump too over. slow they were slow like but for some reason i kept getting hit by them hmm. like for some reason i just couldn't navigate my way around them uh so it took me it took me two tries to beat that one i was like wow shouldn't have been that hard but i you know i guess i suck at video games but yeah, it was a, it was an interesting boss fight. It was weird though, but I love that once it's once you've beaten it, like the flower bed is all restored and just visually, visually, I think the Wooded Kingdom is was really hard to top. But moving on, they somehow found a way to make a kingdom so small that it makes the Lakeside Kingdom look vast. We move into the Cloud Kingdom, mm-hmm. which is basically exists to be nothing more than an Bowser arena fight. for a Bowser fight. This was great. This mm-hmm. was great. I loved this Bowser fight. Yeah. Uh, when they did a Bowser, when when Bowser shows up mid game in Mars sixty four for his Bowser fight. Mm-hmm. I always thought I wish they had held off on that. I wouldn't have yeah. liked to fight Bowser that early. That was one of the few things about Mario 64 that I thought was a misstep was fighting Bowser once before you do it, once before the, the ending. Mm-hmm. But fighting him here was great. He, you know, you have that epic cut scene where, mm-hmm. you know, the Odyssey catches up to the airship and Bowser's like, no, I'm not having this. And he you know, jumps down to the Cloud Kingdom uh, and he prepares himself for battle. And I loved it. 
He takes the top hat, top hat that previously swamped Mario in that opening cutscene, and he throws it at you. And I honestly didn't know what to do. I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And out of like, you know, knee-jerk reaction, I kind of, you know, flicked the controller mm -hmm. and threw Cappy at him, but, you know, just out of knee-jerk reaction. And then the cap flips over, and then Mario grabs it, and the two fists the pop out. Bags. I was like, yeah, exactly. I love that. And I was like, holy crap. For people who want Mario in arms, Nintendo figured that out. They, there is totally a way to add Mario to arms. Just give him Bowser's hat, and he can, he can, be, he can participate in arms. And it was fun. And I just loved, I just loved it. I was like, I love how like you start throwing the punches and Bowser starts eating them. But the second time around, he's, you know, when you, when you try to hit him the second time, he starts to throw a little bit more at you. You know, he mm -hmm. starts throwing like the bricks, you know, the, the brick balls at you. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's right. And you have to, you know, punch your way through them. Yeah. One of the best boss fights in the game. And it was a, you know, it was a, it was a Bowser fight mid game. And I was like, brilliant. I, I just loved it. And then when you beat him, Bowser's like, oh, hell no. I've had enough. And blows up the Odyssey and sends Mario plummeting to his death. But I can't think of any major, you know, three major points about the Cloud Kingdom I like. I mean, it literally kind of purely exists for the boss fight. And even when you go back to the Cloud Kingdom, there's only like a handful of moons you can collect yeah. from the kingdom once you've completed it. It's, it's literally just an arena. It is literally yeah. an arena of clouds, but best boss fight uh, in the game, in my opinion, uh, that isn't at, until well, at least until the end of the game, it is the mm -hmm. best boss fight. I want to talk for a second, just like how I was unprepared to be in a Bowser fight at that point in time. And then 64, I wasn't really prepared either. But it's like, okay, well, this is this is fine though. Blah 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 blah. Um, it made sense. It was kind of like a given that it would happen. But then here, I was like, whoa, I'm not ready for this. Hold on. Oh, I'm nervous. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> this is happening. And I was, like, not sure what to expect. Anticipation, excitement, nervousness. Like, there's a whole emotional storm coming with that battle. Like, mm, I like that. Oh, too. yeah. Well, yeah, and it, it, and it, it works really well as, like, a, uh, as, as a pace breaker. Yes. It really mm -hmm. breaks the pace uh, because every kingdom you've played up until this point, even the late kingdom, which is smaller, there is a, a good deal of exploration that takes place in those kingdoms. And this kingdom, being as small as it is, purely exists as an arena. And, it, and that makes, it makes great sense. And it, and it kind of puts you, you know, it puts you kind of back on track. It's like, oh yeah, Peach was captured. It's easy to forget that Peach was captured yeah. uh, in the course of the game because it's like there's so much stuff happening. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I got to save her. Maybe I should pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, but from there, we end up in the, uh, the, lost, uh, the lost Kingdom. Mm -hmm. I love small the Lost Kingdom. kingdom. I agree. Uh, visually, the Lost mm -hmm. Kingdom is – it's one of the prettiest kingdoms in the game. Yes. Right mm -hmm. there. Uh, that's my first point. As yeah. far as beauty is concerned, the Lost Kingdom nails it. Uh, it's and you have my you know for my second point, you have the tropical wigwigs. 
yes. which are some of the best, might be one of the best captures in the game. There's one capture I, feel like I like Lost better. Kingdom had a bunch of the best captures in the game. I feel like almost oh, every single capture is the best capture. <laughs> yeah, I loved it though. I love the, the tropical mm-hmm. wigglers. I love like when you, when you use them, they make those accordion sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're so versatile. Mm-hmm. Another character, I wish the tropical wigglers popped up in more areas yes. because I loved it. And the and the moons in that kingdom are some of the best that you can collect because mm-hmm. of the tropical wigglers because you have to utilize those wigglers mm-hmm. in the most fun ways. Yes. Like every single moon there was a good challenge to a player's skill, um, getting around, creativity. It was a really good way to just reward the player and felt satisfactory for completing something and exp- it was a lot of fun to do i'll agree yeah and lastly the uh my fit my, my last favorite thing about this particular kingdom was the the enemy variety in this kingdom mm-hmm. there are there's there's just you obviously you had the tropical wigglers mm-hmm. which you know as harmless as they are they're they're an enemy then yes. you have that stupid enemy that, that like grabs the Kathy. hat. Yeah, he shoots it at you with like mm-hmm. such tremendous force. I was like, "You're a dick, man." But it's I was a like, really oh. good concept. Yeah, somebody that's essentially immune to Cappy. Mm-hmm. Like I call that but, still a capture. That's one of my favorite captures, even though he's not a capture. I used Cappy for something with it. Was I count that personally? Oh yeah, and the way they utilize it so that you can mm-hmm. actually progress. Yes. Through the wooded king, uh, through the lost kingdom. Like you can't go further until you figured out that that's what you have to do is yeah. force feed him Cappy so that he can shoot it back out at you. Yeah. So yeah, the enemy variety, and then there's that fight with the bird that you have to do without Cappy. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great too. I was like, this is they're doing a really good job in yeah. such a small area, and it really tests your platforming as well. Yeah. That's one of the stages that we're like, hey, if you're gonna try to do something without the tropical wiggler. You better be prepared to to platform because you're definitely yeah. gonna need it, especially if you're going to get that the moon pieces yeah. uh, above the purple water. Yeah, you definitely need to be a platforming god. Yeah, yeah. So thoroughly enjoy that. How about you? I've already said I loved the great challenge difficulty on that whole kingdom. The tropical wiggles were great. I really liked, even though it wasn't really that much of a, like a thing in the kingdom. When you climb like the top of the mountain on that kingdom, you have like the Captain Toad's shop, the Captain or Cap, you have like the the Captain Cappy Caps shop, rolling oh, by Cap'n the Toad. And you have the the flying lizard guy up there too, and I really liked being on top of that mountain, even though it was a small area. Um, it felt rewarding to climb on top of it. it felt rewarding and fun to glide down, etc. So I loved that. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought he was a. Not my favorite character, but I, I actually no. kind of enjoyed the, uh, I, I enjoyed uh, using his the, ability, the, his glide. Yeah, when you, like, it's, I, it's weird because it would have been nice if he could have flown, but mm. it's just that, like, sense, that sense of, like, soaring through the air as him was mm. fun. Yes, mm-hmm, uh, definitely. All right, so moving on, mm-hmm. we have New Donk. New Donk, right? So, Yes. Yes, New Donk. Now, what's great about New Donk is you're actually trying to get to New Donk mm-hmm. when you have your first Bowser fight, yeah. but Bowser sidetracks you. But so when you get to New Donk, Bowser's already been there because he mm-hmm. had time to sidetrack you, which was a nice story element in my opinion. Yes. It was like mm-hmm. he literally set you off course so that he could 
progress. Get ahead. Exactly. And New Donk's introduction was very, very different than what we'd seen yes. in the trailer. With the like, and all the rain, yeah. Exactly. It's it's raining and it's enemy ridden and they're all the, the tanks Bowser, too. And the mosquitoes. Yeah, and the Bowser posters. Oh the, not mm. the mosquitoes, those are flies, man. Those are maggots and flies. Yeah. Those yeah. So when you get to New Dunk, it doesn't look anything like what you had seen in any of the uh, the promotional material. No, they did the thing, the Mecha Wiggler well, battle. They, they showed the me- They did that. They showed the yeah. They showed the Mecha Wiggler, but I wasn't. I, I don't know. I just wasn't expecting New Dunk to be that way. I no. honestly thought that's how they would close New Dunk, mm-hmm. not start New Dunk. That's yeah. what was tripping me out. It was like, mm-hmm. again, this game is taking. My, you know, my my you know, classic convention. Yeah, taking my expectations and turning them on their side. Because yes. when I when I when I saw the Mecha Wiggler in the initial trailer, I was like, "That's definitely going to be how that stage ends." Yeah, no, it's, it's like it starts off good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that was that was one of my favorite things right there was that they took they took my expectation, and they told me that I was wrong. So you mm-hmm. start you start with the boss fight in that. And yeah, pretty much. The, the, the Mecha Wiggler. Fantastic boss fight. Let's go ahead and talk about that boss fight real quick because they, they did it like that. Yeah. Uh, that boss fight was... It was silly, but it, it was funny yeah. because I initially didn't realize that it was supposed to be a Wiggler until, I had, until you anger it, and then it flashes red and comes mm-hmm. at you. It's like, I get it now. It's a Wiggler. That's, that's funny. I mean, it's not like any Wiggler we've ever seen before, but the way they do it was actually pretty fresh. I was like, that was, that was cool. Uh, not one of the harder boss fights. Uh, no. But, yeah. Still a cool boss fight, nonetheless. And visually, I it was a fun boss great. fight. Definitely. Yeah, it, was it, was, difficult. it was definitely fun. Yeah, and visually, I thought visually it looked really, really slick. Just the way you fight it. He's, you know, sitting there hanging on the side of the wall and you're blasting him using the Sherm, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, you know, the bombs from the Sherm cannon. Yes. I was like, that's, that's just fantastic. Um, aside from that, the, my favorite parts of New Dunk are after that, though. Like, yeah, definitely. The, like that, you know, the boss fight starting right away is one of my favorite points. But after that, I really love how... When you beat in that area, when you've beaten that Mecha Wiggler fight, all the all the posters of Bowser are gone, and they're mm-hmm. replaced with brilliant brilliant artwork yeah. that like highlights the New that pays so much homage yeah. to not just New Donk but Donkey Kong as a mm-hmm. whole. Yeah, loved that, mm-hmm. loved that. Like you see the arcade cabinet as billboards. I was yeah. like, that's. Brilliant. There's just so much going on in New Donk. New Donk. Do you ever look at like the street names? Yeah. You, uh, like you the have corner like, Dixie, of Cranky. Cranky Avenue and Dixie, uh, yeah, Dixie yeah. Street. All, yeah. And uh, they even have the, the bird, uh, squawk, Squawks. Yes, yes, uh, yes. They yes. Have mm-hmm. Everything. There's just so much homage to the Donkey Kong Country series, Donkey mm-hmm. Kong as a whole. But it also yeah. even pays homage to Super Mario Bros. Where like if you mm-hmm. go to the movie theater, you actually play the first stage 
of Super Mario Bros. 1. And people are watching it like it's a movie. I was like, that is just fantastic. Yeah. That is utterly, utterly brilliant. You couldn't do anything mm-hmm. like that in an, any other video game franchise and have it be as meaningful as that. <clears throat> you could not do the same thing in another franchise. It just wouldn't mean as much. Yes. But ultimately, my favorite thing about New Donk is the festival. Yeah, the that was great. That festival almost made me cry. Yeah. It almost made me cry. I was so happy doing that part of the game. Like, obviously, you have the great song, Jump Up mm-hmm. Superstar, being sung by Mayor Pauline. And <clears throat> just that, that moment where, like, you jump into the 2D, into the wall, and you're going, you're doing the 2D platforming, and it's like this weird remix Donkey Kong stage, and the barrels are coming at you nonstop, mm-hmm. and you have to avoid the barrels, and then when you finally get to the end of it, there's Donkey Kong just waiting for you, and he's throwing barrels, and you have to hit the question blocks, and you hurt Donkey Kong little by little, and he falls off the, off the building, mm-hmm. and then you jump through it, and you know, the, the song is still being played. I was, that was moment. That was one of the most beautiful moments yeah. in video games, period. You could tell the people who made this game not just work for Nintendo and pay homage to Nintendo through their games, but they love Nintendo. Yes. There was love put into that, and I really, really enjoyed that. One of my favorite parts of the game Without a doubt, it, it is my highlight of the game. That is my favorite moment in this game. Now, really fast know? question for you on that. Can I? Yeah. I really want to know. Can I, you've beaten the game, so you might know more than that. Can I revert yeah. kingdoms back to previous states? Like make Toastarena cold again, or make New Donk rainy, or make New Donk during the festival again? Is that a thing? No, unfortunately <sighs> not. They Once you go back, the kingdoms are kind of in that, like, that's, that state where everything has been uh rectified okay. which is All unfortunate right. because it would be nice to, to go back to the kingdoms the way they were but yeah. no i mean they have those issues have been rectified all right all right um for new donk um definitely the mecha wiggler fight the festival and i've talked about my platforming like re- rewarding challenges again yeah but it's not quite that this time i like how new donk has had creativity exploration with its platforming able to hop from skyscraper to skyscraper and and with how you explore and how you get around new donk and climb these skyscrapers and rooftop rooftop i liked how it wasn't like it was never challenging to platform in new donk city but it was rewarding in itself this experiment on how to navigate it i liked the the platforming in that sense too that's probably one of my favorites as well but festival number one on that stage definitely yeah, uh, dude, no, the festival just, it was so fantastic. In my opinion, the festival was just seriously one of the greatest parts of any video game. And it's really hard for me to think of anything else in another video game that I see paying that much homage. Yeah. Uh, so I thoroughly enjoy that. What are your, uh, anything else about the kingdom that you want to discuss before uh, we go ahead and move on? There's a lot in New Dong City. Um, so I could go on and on. Uh, I mean, in terms of big things, there's a lot, but I guess things I want to talk about, the jump rope challenge. 
Oh. <laughs> I have very mixed feelings about the jump rope challenge. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I don't think I've gotten past seventy jumps on that yeah, challenge. It's, I mean, well, there's just so much that's going on with the jump rope challenge nowadays. So it's like there's there's all the glitches. There's the there's the bots that do it for you. There's people who go to crazy numbers legitimately, and it's it's absurd the jump rope challenge. And I'm here seeing like okay, I get fifty, then I'm like oh, can't keep up anymore. But I don't know. So. There's just a lot surrounding that in terms of the Mario community. Like, there's people who jump for hours and days on end who have the game do it for them or, or whatever. And there's people like me who can't get to the last moon on the 100 jumps. And it just irks me. It's, it's like there's people who do it legit, there's people who can't do it, people who have way too much time and too much skill to do it. I just wanted to point that out. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I don't know. You know what's what's funny is uh Mario After Party like legitimately has over like a hundred jumps. No, he has like a thousand jumps. Is if I'm if I'm uh, not mistaken, Mario After Party has spent way too much time jumping that damn rope. There was, was like, there was a guy from Japan who spent days legitimately capping out um the nine hundred ninety nine nine without the glitch or anything or no bots he was legitimately doing it and he just paused the game when he just had other things in his life to do that, and that's like, what Mario after party was doing he was pausing it mm-hmm. he was pausing it and he's like yeah he's like he's like i actually did like like over a thousand jumps i just i was like dude there are other things to do in that kingdom yeah. why are you jumping rope you only need 100 to get both moons. You don't need to really go above and beyond. I'm, if I'm getting 100, I'm probably tapping out, in all honesty. Exactly. So I've only gotten to, like, 72, but I'm normally sick of jumping the rope oh, yeah. uh, by that point. Yeah. All right, but so I guess we could go ahead and we can move on from New Dunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, this is another one of those points where we have Branching kingdoms. Yes. So you can either go to the snow, snow kingdom, kingdom or, seaside. Or, or the seaside kingdom. Uh, any particular order you want to tackle those in? I went to snow kingdom first. As did I. Yes. Okay. Uh, so snow kingdom. So the snow kingdom is actually one of my least favorite kingdoms. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I don't think it was a bad kingdom per se, no. but I, my problem with that kingdom is that particular kingdom wants to be Mario 64. Um, yeah. You go, you go through the doors, and they take you into, like, areas of the game. So it, it was like a, a smaller-scale version of Mario 64, but instead of paintings, you jump through the doors. Yeah. But uh, I do like some of the challenges that that, one, that, that kingdom had. Uh, when you're on the outside of the kingdom, before you actually get within the, the, into the city, mm-hmm. There are some fun yeah. little challenges there. Uh, and a yeah. lot of hidden moons, like moons that I wouldn't expect. And there's this one particular moon that I, I actually really enjoyed because you have to capture one of those clouds that blows the wind. And you have to move it pretty far. And those things don't travel yeah. with no, speed. They, don't. they are very mm-hmm. slow going. And then you have to blow a platform mm-hmm. and then go, go up to that platform and then you can collect the moon. That was one of my favorite yeah. moons to catch because it took me a while to think about it. I was like, what do I do here? How do I get this wall all the way over there? And I was like, oh, yeah, capture the cloud and then blow. Yeah. And it was just this weird – it's weird because it's a very slow-paced 
moon catch. But yeah. you eventually you get to it. Um, I actually really liked the race uh, where Mario captures the walrus and you have to roll down the uh, the course and you're bouncing everywhere. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was fun for me. Yeah. Um, Aesthetically, I like the kingdom. I like how it looked visually. I like how when Mario is in the kingdom, he's cold until you until you change his outfit. Yeah. He's, and <laughs> I don't know about you, but I was having this Breath of the Wild moment where I was like, I gotta get Mario some chili peppers, or mm-hmm. I need to I need to get Mario some clothes, or I'm gonna lose health. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, that's not gonna happen. Well, and no, it does because the water you see in the water too long, yeah. you two freeze. Yeah. It, which was what I was going to say next, until I jumped in the water, and then that happened to me. Yeah. Um, I didn't like this kingdom pretty much at all. I felt like it, traversing it before you, like, beat it, before it's, like, rectified, there's that whole blizzard, so you can't really see the kingdom, so there wasn't much to take in visually when you're exploring it, except for the city. So it's like, I didn't really want to explore the overworld in the city underneath wasn't really explorable it's very small um yeah i didn't like and so it it felt like i really didn't want to play that that kingdom entirely i really really loved capping the 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 walrus guys and doing that race that's so fun to control in the place that i love playing as them um no i just i didn't want to stick around because it it not being able to take in everything and then the annoyance of exploring with all the freezing water and, and exploring just felt like a hassle. And I didn't like that personally. No, I, 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 I only one good thing. That's the, that's the water seas. Yeah. And I don't remember, there wasn't a boss fight in that kingdom. You literally, it was just the race. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they already so stole the a- frost frosting cake and ditched. So there's nothing, no yeah. boss. Yeah. So it, it was it was an odd it was an odd uh, area for me. Uh, I yeah. Well, I guess you uh, I guess you fight Rango for the second time. That that is yeah. the the boss fight. So you fight your you fight a brutal. You yeah. double up on a brutal, which was weird. It was yeah. weird that they didn't just create an additional brutal that they made you fight the uh the same brutal. Yeah. Twice in one it you know in separate areas. Um, yeah. I mean, hmm. personally, I, I just not my favorite kind. But you know what? It, it's it's a trend. I don't typically yeah. like any kind of ice stages in I any Mario games. Ice stages. Like, I, I don't like water stages. levels, and I like ice stages. I prefer water levels over the ice. Like I hate, I even hate them in Mario Kart. Like the ice stages in Mario Kart piss me off. So I don't know. I, 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 don't I know, guess man. I'm just Sherman not. It's kind of fun to get used to it. <laughs> I'm like not a fan. Uh, but next up we had the Seaside Kingdom. Or yes. no, no, no. Uh, yeah, Seaside Kingdom, and uh, the area is called Bublane. Yes. This is another one of those stages where I get really happy over things mm-hmm. like HD Rumble, uh, yeah. because the water in this area is carbonated. Carbonated, yeah. So if you pay attention to the HD Rumble when you jump into the water, you feel. The fizzies, yeah, you feel it rise from the bottom of the controller mm-hmm. all the way to the top. I yeah. thought that was just excellent usage of HD Rumble. I was like, yes. this is such a smart little thing, but it's one of my favorite points in the game was that they utilized HD Rumble in the way that they did. I was like, that is just 
absolutely fantastic uses of this. Uh, yes. My second favorite part is the uh, – I just love – I love, again, this is one of those stages where the boss fight really makes it. Yeah. You have to you have to capture those stupid squids, mm-hmm. um, and then you you know you have this epic boss fight with that with that octopus, and he's shooting everything he can at you, yeah. and you just have all you have to do is like find a way to the top of his head, yeah. and shoot the water directly down on him and cause him damage i was like that and put up the lava that he's because he's essentially set his head on fire you have to put out that lava and then you get to just lay waste Mm -hmm. such a smart boss fight such a smart boss fight one of the best boss fights in the whole game and it it really stands out aside from that i really it's hard to think of a third point for this kingdom because this kingdom is just oh no no that's my favorite minigame, you know, personally. That I am so bad at volleyball, and the way they chastise you when you uh, lose, I, I guess it's just me and volleyball because I suck at V-ball in arms, and I suck at volleyball in, in uh, Mario Odyssey. So I guess it's just I'm not meant to – I'm not going to be enjoying a career in volleyball anytime soon. How about you, man? What are your thoughts on the Seaside Kingdom? Um – the squids, the water bubble squids are my favorite capture in, I think, yeah, my favorite capture, and that's it. They're probably my favorite capture. I loved being the water bubble squids. Um, Those were great. Uh, I really liked the boss fight. I love exploring the kingdom. Like, I hate water levels, but this is honestly probably my favorite water level in history of my games. I'll think about that. But it probably is. And... I, I love this wild up. It's just just because those squids, honestly. But it, it felt fun to explore because it was it was almost like a good mix between the Lake Kingdom and like tr- the Wooded Kingdom. I want to say in terms of like you have a, a size of scope in the level and enough things to explore every sort of looking cranny. Um, I thought that was really well balanced in that kingdom. I thought the on-land sections were very fun. I thought the underwater sections were very fun. Definitely more fun than the underwater sections in the Lake Kingdom, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. I love the boss fight. I think I already said that, though. Uh, doing, like, yeah. climbing up with the Goombas to get, like, the Lady Goomba. That was, that was a fun side quest. Um, you have the Rocket Flowers, which there's, like, a music note thing again, which is super fun. Um, I loved the volleyball minigame. Uh, I like the people in it. I like the Dory shops. I like how the shops are sort of moving in the water. Um, I just, I loved this kingdom, personally. I don't know why. I hate water kingdoms, but I love Seaside. <laughs> no, it is, one of the, it is one of the more inspired kingdoms. So I actually yeah. also really enjoyed it visually. But the, the, the things that I love about that kingdom, they, they shock me because they're, they're mostly the little things. The little mm-hmm. things in that kingdom, these little details that the kingdom has, they just they just make me really, really happy. And I'm like, man, I could literally stay here for hours. And yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. I did because yeah. I was trying to find every single little moon that I could possibly find in that kingdom. So yeah. very, very happy with with uh with Bublane and the Lakeside Kingdom. I 
I'm only as uh, far as the seaside kingdom because I spent so much time there. I spent so much time in New Donk, Tostarena, Woodland, and Seaside. That like that's as far as I got in the seaside now. So this is this is the end of my expertise on Mario Odyssey, actually. All right. So now we're moving into deep spoiler territory. Are you ready to join me for this part of the ride? No, I don't want spoilers. Okay, guys. So we've made it all the way to the Seaside Kingdom. And we've had so much good stuff to say about this kingdom and this game this far. But we're going to actually wrap up the show here because all the stuff that's happening next is going to enter into some really deep spoiler territory. So the way we're going to go ahead and we're going to wrap this up we're actually going to do it as a post-show. We're That's right. We're going to give you another Super Mario Odyssey-themed episode, but it's going to be post-show, so you definitely have to make sure you hit us back up and join us because we want to talk all about the remaining kingdoms, which, by the way, are some of my favorite kingdoms within the game. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, we're also going to have our our closing thoughts and our wrapping thoughts on Mario Odyssey as a whole and we might have more of the cast on hand so that we can talk all about this so guys before we let you go we got to hit you up with some social media links so you can hit me up on twitter at nice1983 n-y-c-e-o-n-e-983 you can hit me up on uh, by email nice1983 at gmail.com you can hit me up on facebook facebook.com slash nintendo power zone if you're a fan of the nintendo power zone podcast you can always download new episodes on itunes Google Play Music, stream episodes on Stitcher Radio, and if you want to watch the live version of the show, like you're watching right now, you can catch us right here on YouTube, youtube.com slash Nintendo Power Zone. Any, uh, anything to add to that, my brother? Um, no, I, I'm getting the final touches on my social media links like this weekend, so I'll have them then, maybe in the post show. Um, <laughs> no problem. I know, it's been way too long for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but oh, yeah, good, I'm super excited for all of this. Um, also, if you guys have Switch Clips for the Super Mario Odyssey giveaway, um, it's hashtag Switch Clip, to, right? Hashtag Switch Clip to hashtag at Empowerzone. Exactly. At yes. Zone, hashtag Switch Clips. Go ahead, send those clips to us so that we can go ahead and review them. But guys, that's going to be it for this show. Remember, if you want to find out what we think about the rest of the game, you're going to have to join us for the Nintendo Power Zone post show. And until mm -hmm. that time, jump up, superstar.